God. Yeah, I think we just dropped some fucking bars on these people. We're not dropping bars, dude. We're doing an intro to our podcast. Bars. Yeah. All right. Connor, where are we? Boom. We're in the van and you know this. Big and tall. Jazzy as hell. So jazzy. You killed that flute, bro. Right into your fucking ear holes. Knowledge. Power. power. We said it at the same time, so you know it's real. Yeah. Stick around. Stick around. I trumpet at the weird (laughs) fucking... Trumpet's terrible. Wow. Big and Tall Podcast. We're B- back. Start yelling our owls and vowels. We just had a squirrel that came by the van. Very good omen for us to start here. Totally, huh? A sign of prosperity. Is there you know, um, it's knowledge? Such a, it's such a common animal that I feel like it loses its... Right, it's mystique. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the squirrel mystique, the squirrel world. Yeah, because like if you see if you see a bald eagle, for example. Yeah. You're like, oh mountain's majesty, you know, like Mountain's Majesty. <laughs> look at that. Look at that bald eagle. But oh, if you see a America. squirrel, it almost feels like like um a rat's toity cousin. Yeah, more hair hairier tail is honestly what I feel like is the main difference. I guess in the head too. A rat head is who knows, man. How you been, Connor? Good. Yeah? Yeah. You're dropping all these business deals on me, yeah, dude. dude. I'm, I'm, I'm trying spinning. to I'm trying to be an adult and make a lot of money. Yeah. And I just have been listening holler, holler. to a lot to enough people. Who you been listening to? Dude, Who's been inspired enu- you? Enough people to know that anything is possible. Kevin Durant. I mean, anything Kevin- is possible. <laughs> hey, hey, we're in the we're in the parking lot of my apartment complex, dude, in a weird van. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <sighs> but yeah, I don't know. I just have been. Dude, my teammates are hitting me up on investment knowledge. Like, dude, anything right now they're is trying possible. To get you to, they're trying to get you to buy GameStop. Bro, okay. You, the cliche is if your friends are talking about it, it's too late. You've missed the boat. You've missed the boat. I was literally waiting for my mom for coffee the other day. The other day and he over here a first date uh-huh. turning into investing knowledge going where it's just like dude people are i think guys everybody you know is talking about it. that's a problem yeah dude that's it, the thing is it's like people our age think that they're we're we're inventing fucking stocks they're like <sighs> oh man let me get you into this like bro we've been known about it i know about st- i don't need you to tell me about stocks i know about stocks <sighs> people get so allured by like one story of, hey, I bought a penny stock, twenty cents. Now it's at forty bucks, and I made seven hundred dollars. Forty bucks, motherfucker, get a job. Ah, right, and it's just well, or invest, invest in yourself, invest in your future, dude. In profits, you know, you're over here talking about businesses. I like that. I like that. I like a I like a homegrown business idea. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. Build your business and make money for yourself in the long run. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to invest in other people's dreams. And also too, right? Okay, right. And it's like um, literally, if you are just throwing darts at a board, you might as well just gamble. Go get go to go, go to gamble. the casino. Go bet on sports. Go actually yeah, enjoy that instead of like just throwing it. Yeah, I. It's I, so funny how we try to get that high off of it. Stocks like, are not, in my opinion, so are no different than than playing the lottery. I mean, 
I know there's strategy, dude, yeah. but I'm sure there's... You've heard that story where they did, um, so they had high-end financial advisors go ahead and pick random stocks for the year, and then literally a monkey came in and threw darts at all of the S&P 500 uh-huh. and just picked... And they picked those. The exact, and got the exact same return yeah. as high-end investors. I so it's that. like, you're, because, you know, the market's all a fucking game, so it's like, if you want to invest the overall growth of capitalism, that's fantastic. You can buy a mutual sure. fund, all these different things, but... You know, again, when they're creating apps for all these things and all I these keys stay on, like you've got to see what they're trying to do. They're trying to a game. I don't have any money, and neither do you. Right? Does, right? But I'll say this. Neither does any of these people. But I think, honestly, dude, if you had any sort of extra money that you're like, I want to invest in something, it's like, just find a startup that you that you believe in. You know what I mean? Like, like find, you know, like Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he does with, he, like, tech companies. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he'll yeah. go in there. He's got a shit ton of money. Yeah, and they, they, I mean, he just listens to pitches all day. That's all he does is he listens to pitches. And right. it's like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I, um, people also, especially at our age, get so caught up in, like, that mantra of, like, save and let it grow and you'll be. For retu- what? Right? It, a million percent where it's like, okay, let put it put it in your bank account. Definitely save, but the compound interest on the little that you have right now, I promise you is not gonna make a difference in your life. Like no. well, like now when you put in now when you're dropping off four hundred thousand in investments, yeah, that gets a return. But like like you know, you've heard of Acorn and all these apps yeah, right. where you're putting two dollars in a stock. Yeah. It, it it's just um it's like, oh my gosh, they're just trying to climb app charts and keep people, you know, like, uh, oh, it's just another Candy Crush, you know, investing. It was just Candy Crush the whole time. Yeah, and really all it's doing is inflating the market. Yeah, and just turning Dude, it- I don't know about stocks, so I don't want to talk about this because <laughs> the fact of the matter is is that I don't have any money and neither do our listeners. All right. Well, you're talking about all these big business ideas that you're going to need millions of dollars for. Yeah, well, that's the thing. <laughs> it's different. It's different. My <sighs> business ideas- or ideas, right? Yes, you're gonna need a fuck ton of money though. Yeah, you but, want the best band, you want the best setup, you want the best cooks, which is no. But I was thinking about last amazing. night. I'm gonna be there opening night. I can tell you that much. My, I was thinking about last night how to do because obviously the end goal. It makes is, sense. This was the first time you smoked in a while, and it I all know. came to you. Knowledge. I know. Uh, the The thing is about it is I, I think like um. Yeah, it'll t- like in my brain I have an idea of of how I want things to be, you know, the right. ideal way that I want things to be. Right, 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 right. But that being said, I don't think I think we could do something like that for the bare minimum of money. Like I think What okay, okay. Ballpark me, what do you think the production of that first show would be? Like if Money I was wise. if I was gonna do a show, like you're going, I'm your first investor. What kind of you got? Well, I was give, thinking about it. I would do the first show we ever did. Like, I would, hey, Connor, I got a couple million dollars, and I, I'm. Kinda, I would. I would reach. How, what do you need? The first show, I would reach out to a bunch of people who I thought had a lot of money. And, right, I'm and, one of those people. What do you? What do you and, how okay. much do you need? So uh, I don't know how much I need. Right, I need to figure that out. Okay. Right. But what's your ballpark? I have no idea. I have no idea. Worth of four hundred thousand a show. I had. Well, no, because I think ultimately we would get to a point where we had enough shit 
Oh, right, that we right. wouldn't have to keep buying stuff, right? You could reuse stuff. Oh, you're talking about buying. I thought you were, okay, yeah, like, right. Like eventually, like because like I was talking about you know this event where it's like an all and just because people who weren't here ten minutes ago, um, an event space event type of thing that we come and we set up a pretty much all inclusive some sort of event paired with food, but good ass food, you know. So, okay, so here's the thing, right? Realistically, we would need to have a team of people who could set up the visual side of it. You know what I mean? The yeah. stage. Pretty pretty high-skilled setup. You know, you're not going to be getting, yeah, you know, but, what it sounds like. But. You're going to need to know how to do some shit. Yeah, I'll need people who know right, how to do some shit. Right, So that's that's one thing. That's going to be. Skilled labor. Skilled labor. I need yeah, skilled, baby. skilled I need labor. Skilled labor. Boom, there we go. We're making our list. I like this. I need skilled labor in that in that way. I need skilled labor in the cooking department. Yes. And then I need um and I put this in my proposal I was working on last night. I I would need some sort of um talent um person. Yeah, yeah, your your show, your your headliner, right? Yeah. No, like no. um like someone who gets those people. Who has, oh. you know, like someone who is in that world and can be like, all right, we can book this person. Yeah, your booker. You know. Your agent. And a booker. Yeah, yeah, we need a booker. Um, So those three, and then, those, you know, the first the two would, would, be, would be really just umbrellas for a, a bunch of different jobs. But so all of that, I would, I would put on one event that... I think bare minimum, right? I could do something that could get the idea across of what, like right now, yeah. with the people that I know and myself. Yeah. I could put on an event that would get the general idea across to people who wanted to put in more money. Like, how much is it to rent that theater up in Canton? Like, what's the venue cost? A lot. Yeah. I'm not talking about that place, dude. I'm talking about like a smaller. No, if I was, well, yeah, uh, initially probably something smaller. But like I'm, I'm talking about if I was going to do these, like whether they were pop up events or they it's like were a warehouse, like a warehouse, yeah. or like, um, or like a ballroom. Which a ton of those. I mean, dude, the pop ups are those things happen all over Atlanta. Yeah. The THC pop all, everything. Those things are going on everywhere. Yeah, yeah dude. I'm, everywhere. I'm saying something like I I wanna do I wanna do like a multi city tour. Yeah. Where we have in each city um someone who is known. Like I, the thing is, is I don't. It is badass. I don't want. It's like an art, an art installment. Like it's not, it's not just an event. It's the whole thing, right? Like, like, yeah. like people. I don't want people. The whoever's the performer is not the main draw. Like, like if like like because last night I was thinking like, because like you're saying, initially we would, and I don't want to give away all my plans to these fucking broke <laughs> motherfuckers, but uh. <laughs> <sighs> my my initial plan would just to be because I know like I can I can hear good music you know like I I know good comedy and I know kind of the world of booking people and I know kind of and I know how all that works mm-hmm. at a at, at a smaller level you know right, I'm not right. 
I'm not, it's not so much getting in like, you know, fucking Jay-Z to come in and do it. That's, right. that's something that I would Whoa. do, that I would do. Deck, you know, years down the road. I, what I'm talking about now is finding people like I know plenty of bands that I've seen live who put on great live shows, yeah. and aren't well known. Oh, dude, there. I mean, yeah. If you're, if you, I mean, just like we are. So that's what I'm tapped, talking about. Tapped, yeah, if you're I'm talking about getting scene, getting those people right, and then building an evening around. You know, having a, a visual look and an environment set up that complements right. the music that they're going to play, right. the vibe that they're going to bring, and then having a meal that complements all that other stuff that's, you know, chosen by, you know, the band, right? So people come in and they say, man, we're seeing... We're, s- we're seeing... Sticks and Leonard. Yeah, we're seeing Leonard Skinner, dude, and they wanted Sticks and, Leonard, and they dude. wanted to have roasted pig and fucking whatever, right? So then we make some damn good roasted pig and we got fucking all sorts of good shit, dude. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about three individual things that are coming together and happening at the same time. Like how many times you've been to a comedy show and there's a food truck there? That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is I don't want people to be like, oh, now it's time to eat this food that I paid for that I uh, am obligated to do because it was part of the ticket. I'm saying, like, the food is as good as the show, is as yeah. good as the whole space. That'd be, that'd, be, um, that'd be big. No bar, dude. There's no bar. That's the thing also that I was thinking about, right? I think a lot of times, like, like the thing is, is that we've been to a lot of different events and event spaces. Mm-hmm. In my four plus years of doing comedy, I have been to so many failed restaurants, so many failed bars, so many failed event spaces. I've been to all sorts of concerts. I've been to all sorts of shit, dude. And the thing is, is that when you open, a, a, most places open a spot and they try to set up like a bar. Like, there, I. Specifically, I remember there was a place in um, Alpharetta, and I can't gaslight. I think is what it was called. Yeah, and we were doing a show there. When you first walk in, there's this big long bar. It's all fancy or whatever, and then to the left of it, there's like tables that are kind of shitty. It's like dark. The stage is shitty. Like there's like some painted on logo in the back that's like. I don't know. They bought off a fucking Etsy. It looks like shit, you know? Yeah. And then when people come in, they don't think of it as an event space. They don't think about the show. They think about it as a bar that has some sort of talent on. Mm -hmm. So then the place is judged as a bar and compared to to every bar that that person has ever gone to, when mm. really what they should have been doing was focusing on the acts and the way that that felt and looked, and then paired that with like five or six cocktails, had a wait staff that could come and get. That's the thing. Is like if if I was gonna do this right, there's no fucking bar. There's enough people working there and doing waitering and stuff that if you need a drink, there's they go and get you in less in two minutes. In mm-hmm. two minutes, you got a new drink, right? Hey mm-hmm. man, your drink's almost empty. You want a new one? I'll get that started on you right now. So you don't even have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. You're just you're just caught up in the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like um, I just think I was thinking about that place last night a lot because I think like 
they had an opportunity to do something really cool in there, and really what it became was kind of a fucking B plus bar with you know a wide space that wasn't being utilized properly and a stage that looked like shit, you know, and they were getting yeah. in they were letting whoever do shows there. And I know exactly who they were letting do shows there, but I love that person, so I'm not gonna drag their name right now. But just people who shouldn't have been putting on shows, you know, and Yeah, man. It's just like like I have all this knowledge of like things like, oh yeah, that didn't work there, that didn't work there. It's just like bustling around in my mind. And yeah. I think like honestly, with what I my experience in the restaurant industry and my experience in the live event, you know, world. Yeah. Um, I'll be excited to see it, my dude. I mean it's we got we got a long time to go, but I definitely want to start floating floating the idea out there to people who like um you know, like uh the guy who and I won't say his name because no free shout-outs, but um, the guy who owns the... We should, we, oh, we forgot to put that in. As right, a, as a right. Button. As a fucking... But I was just thinking about that. Um, yeah, dude. Just to get people get people in and on. But, yeah. But, but yeah. People don't come on this podcast to talk about that. I was thinking about it. Yeah. Because I think the best part of our last podcast was when we were talking about basketball players uh, that could play other sports. Yeah. And I was thinking about it, dude. What who what athletes would you like to see fight other animals? Fight other animals. Yeah, like let's think of a couple. Like holy shit. Like if you were gonna watch, like I'd like to watch Shaquille O'Neal fight like a uh, a mid sized horse. <laughs> you know, oh, or like uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson fight like a like a teenage bear. God, these are gonna go horribly. No, dude. I'm, but it's got to be even enough. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying teenage bear. You know? Oh, yeah, dude. I um, I want to see those guys in a ring against another human being. What the animals? God. I, if you I, could I, see, I, let's let's start here. If you could see, if you could see two people fight. Yeah. From history. Yeah, from history. Athlete or otherwise. Yeah. Let's let's think of some good fights like that. That would be fun as fuck. Uh, okay. Well, uh. Let's start with Donald Trump versus uh, okay. versus uh, who's a good uh, who's in his weight class? How right. much do you think he weighs? I would like to see two fifty. Yeah, two fifty. I want to see Bernie bulk up and fight Donald. Really? Yeah, two old guys just gonna. <laughs> nah, dude, that's not even fair. I fucking hate Donald Trump, dude. I'll wipe my ass with him, but. Who can he, we put him against? He would beat. He would beat Bernie. Yeah, it wouldn't be good. It He's wouldn't be too good. big. He's too big. Bernie's a lover, right? All right. Okay. 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 You know what might be a good one is is Trump and like Jeb Bush. Trump versus Jeb Bush, or we could go. You know who I think Trump I'll, versus John Thompson, the you, former Georgetown head coach. Oh, uh, um, who's that guy that I like from LSU? Who's the head coach from LSU? The head coach from LSU. Bergeron? Uh, John Bergeron. What's oh, his name? him versus yeah, Trump. Versus Trump. I'd watch that. Hell yeah. I'd watch, you know what would have been a good fight in their prime? Yeah. Um, Biden and McCain. Biden and McCain. Uh, there's uh, um, I would have liked to see, right um, we can get off of political people, but I'd like to see maybe like Obama square up with like, um, who was that? Remember that guy who was the leader of Cuba for a long time? The, Ooh, Fidel Castro. Fidel Castro, dude. Like Fidel a, 
Gastro? Fucking Obama and Fatel Castro, dude. <laughs> you said Gastro, which almost is better. He should have gone by that. The Gas Man. The Gas Man. Oh, that would be a good fight. That would be a good fight. Um, oh, I want some. I want some justice served though here. I want some you? like some justice matchups. Okay, you know? okay. So let's like, say. Um, I was thinking first off my bat when we first started talking, thinking about it. Yeah. Um, Genghis Khan. Oh my. Yeah. And a big reach. There we go. Genghis Khan and. Um, we give him time to work out, but um, Kim Jong Un. Kim Jong-un. And Genghis Khan. Those are two just heavily dark forces, but I would love to see them slug it out. Oh, dude. They, I think they Genghis come in Kong like would, Star Wars characters. would fucking destroy Kim Jong-un. I don't dude, know if Kim Jong-un could give fucking... Give Kim Jong-un four years to, to fucking bulk up. Oh, yeah, right. And get some okay. ring time. Yeah, we do need to give him serious training time because that boy is... Uh, and I think this should be like, um, this should be like gladiator style. You know what I mean? Like we'll have like a to wall, the, like a wall of weapons. Yeah, nothing like not not projectiles, but like all swords, all swords, hand to hand axes. Is, yeah, dudes are dying. Yeah, they'll die. Yeah. yeah, someone will die. Someone will die. This is why we need some justice matches. Justice matches, like yeah, dude. like who? Like uh, like fucking what's Britney his? Spears and her dad. Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah, okay. dude! Okay, Britney, Britney v. Dad. Britney v. Dad. And then fucking what's her name? And the Jessica under, Simpson and the versus under, Dad. The undercard is Taylor Swift and her fucking manager, that guy that tried to steal all her money. Oh yeah. And then we can get Kesha versus her dude. Her d- dad, I think. It was that her manager. Dude, that we could do a whole. Over. We could do a whole fucking event. We this get, I like. We get in a um, whole card. Rihanna and her dad. Yeah, because she's fucking pissed at him really? too. Yeah, oh yeah. My he, stole God. Bunch, he stole a bunch of money from her. Really? Oh yeah. Damn. Oh yeah. Um, and the head well, the head card is Dane Cook and his brother. Oh right, they got some. He- What's theirs? Uh, his brother stole like half of his wealth. Holy! Which shit. was like at the time like five hundred mil. Of, yeah. Jesus Christ! Who was I just thinking of? Um, oh, the Carters. Aaron Carter. Apparently, his older brother was like raping all of them. Ugh, dude. So that would be incredible. Yeah. Aaron goes out there with dueling nunchucks and fucking. Who do you think would be a nice? good tag team? Good tag team. Good tag team. I think Ooh. maybe like um oh uh you remember uh oh man those two brothers from the NFL uh Tiki Barber oh and um what's his other name yeah versus like the Gasals oh my god that would be a a beatdown yeah or like Mark uh, is seven foot two eighty dude have you ever seen somebody that big who how much Mark Gasol is seven foot two eighty. Powell's like seven two. Powell has the most unfortunate face I've ever seen. He looks so like he just like he looks like he's like breathing like he needs like four times the oxygen of everyone else, and his face is so droopy, dude. Powell, do not ask to be on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Powell, we refuse your offer to come Who'd on. Who did we say last week? I said um, he's like an open heart. Rob Gronkowski, man. don't ask either. Rob, you don't want Rob. Fuck Rob, dude. Rob would go wild in here, dude. Um, I'm out on him and and pal. Um, I used to be a big pal guy, but yeah, you were back in his uh, uh, Memphis days, God, or you were no, a, a Laker I, guy. I liked him on the Lakers. Yeah, I did, and I actually, you know what? Honestly, I do still like him. I just think he has a funny looking face. Oh, no, dude, I, there's no hard feelings to pal. Pal, if you want to, he's if, a unicorn, bro. One of a kind. Nobody yeah. will ever 
carry that face around ever again. But why? No, 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 no. Why do him and Mark look so different? Mark looks like a normal guy, and Pal looks like someone drew him and then gave up. Yeah, just yeah. halfway through, didn't really fill in like the. Definition. Or just had like a like a clay sculpture that was too close to a candle. <laughs> Droopily melting. Who are downwards. some famous famous kid fights you'd like to see? Famous kid fights. There's so many good brother options. There's here. a lot of good brother options. Yeah, we still got so many uh, to kind of pick through here. But okay, okay. Um, I'd say I'd uh, like to see. Got a revenge, dude. Somebody versus the Steinbrenners. You know, like a, like a family matchup, like the Steinbrenners, the Yankees owners versus oh, yeah? like uh, what's his name who owns the Cowboys. Ooh, Jerry yeah. Jones, Jerry the Jones. Jones family. I don't know how many fucking guys he's got in his game, but dude, that'd be a great one. Yeah, yeah. The owners Gra- of NASCAR, they're called um, the Francis, I think. Oh goodness, versus the Walmart family versus or something. The Walmart family, dude. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, That's a good one. Oh, for peak fucking Southern power, Jesus. Oh, I think it would be good if we had like. Um, God, you know who I'd love to see, and either one of them could get their ass kicked, is um, Jimmy Kimmel mm. versus uh, Jimmy Fallon, Battle of the Jimmies. Battle of the Jimmies? Not bad. For that night slot. Like You carry both. You get to put your sp- shit in his other time slot if you beat his ass. Yeah, you get to you get to you get to now. Like you're rock. simulcast during yeah, his sim- other hour. Yeah, you simulcast yeah. every night. Yeah, and he's gone now. You he's get ABC just, and NBC. Literally, yeah, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you pick up that contract. Oh, uh, yeah, boy. You oh. know what? I'd like to see James Corden get a little bit roughed up. I forgot Ooh. about him. God, he annoys the shit out of me. Who can we put against him though? That's we gotta find somebody who's equal and um, about. Uh, what's that girl's name? Um, Lizzo. I want to see James Corden and Lizzo fight. Oh, or is this too much? It's like, but she'd be quick and she's athletic. How about Ellen DeGeneres? Again, she, versus Conan. Okay. Yeah. He's big. Conan's now. your size. He's a big boy. Yeah, he's huge. See, I saw. And he uh, works out. Yeah, I was going to say, that might, right, not, that might be, not be a good one. That'd be tough. I'd watch, you know who I'd watch is um, Ellen versus Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Because, you know, Rosie's coming with that power. Yeah. And they, got, power. and they got background. They got beef. I don't know if they do have beef. They but, don't have beef? But we'll hype it up in the pregame, in the pre-fight, in the pre-fight interviews, dude. We'll fucking get it. We'll get it going. Dude, Roseanne's interviews are the best dude, Roseanne, ever. Roseanne is like the top boss, dude. I'm not talking Literally. about Roseanne. I'm talking about Rosie O'Donnell, and I think you're confused about which one is which. Did you say Rosie O'Donnell? I did say Rosie O'Donnell. They don't have, They definitely have beef. Do they? And Ellen DeGeneres? Yeah. God, I wish we had Google just in our brains. I wish we had that chip plant where I could just ask it the question. Wait, why do they have beef? I'll look it up. Rosie O'Donnell, Ellen DeGeneres, beef. I think they were just slinging claws at each other with like um, somebody's didn't like. Because didn't Rosie O'Donnell have her own show? Right? I don't think so. No. What is uh, she famous from then? Rosie O'Donnell? Yeah. A League of Their Own. Okay, so the movie. Okay, so she's, she's an actor. Or she's she's an actor. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if she's a comedian, but she definitely is funny. Comedic actor. Yeah, right. Comedic actor. Yeah. Rosie O'Donnell on Ellen DeGeneres allegations. Oh, so not beef though. Rosie Just... O'Donnell has compassion for Ellen. So they're friends. Jesus, I'm fucking off. Yeah, I think I think they're friends. Still good matchup. Um, you know who I'd watch? Oh man, I'd watch. Uh, speaking of um, squash the beef. 
Speaking of uh, Roseanne Barr, I'd watch her go toe to toe with Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a great matchup. Ooh, how about Mencia versus? Don't say Rogan because Ari Shafir. Okay. Yeah. Ari Shafir. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I speaking of Mencia, just to have a sidebar on Mencia. Yeah. I heard him do an interview on Bobby Lee. Yeah. No free shout outs. What'd you but, think? Bro, here's the What'd thing. What'd you think? I was back and forth the whole time, bro. Here's the thing. I'm back and forth. I grew up the biggest Carlos Mencia fan. Yeah. I lo- Dude, I, as you can tell, they did too on the show. You were I like, oh. loved him. Yeah. And then when all that shit came out, I fell off of him. And after that interview, honest to God, I was at work and I had like a real feeling of like guilt. Of like I abandoned that dude. He's still like they said multiple times. Why didn't you just apologize? But I also get what he's saying because I he's do, like, but it's like to bro, who? Just in general. Why? All right. Well, there's the problem. But it's like I mean that, that's what the problem runs into is like well because you took and gained from other people's stuff and if you can acknowledge briefly like that that be that would yeah, help your career is, this dramatically is, this is the thing right and this is the problem and i agree with what you're saying right i think that that would help I and mean, he paints it great it's rape and blah blah blah, blah but it's i like, don't bro, know about all that that's, that's what i'm saying that's, that's not that's, he goes his, a little it hey. was too much this, <laughs> this is my thing i'm like i love you carlos but you know let's, let's this is my thing yeah i understand that in today's climate yeah. apologizing to the general public would be beneficial. Yeah. But why do you and I need an apology or deserve an apology? That's the thing is like what the the entitlement I mean, of audiences to be like we deserve an apology? But look at how the difference between what Robin Williams did and then what Carlos Mencia did and then where their careers and their legend lies. It's like okay, Robin was like fuck dude, I'm making mistakes. Sure. I opened a helpline, all these different things where it's like fuck 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 and Carlos is like you know I'll apologize to that. Per- it's just like um, I don't. I don't like as as a fan of his. Just like there was a way to do it. If and, I knew, because I don't doubt his talent. His talent is. If I, mean, I knew that he had apologized to all of the people individually, yeah, that would be more than enough for me. Right, which I still just I just feel because like- apologizing to fucking fucking Dan Smith in Wisconsin, it's like. Fuck him, you know? Yeah. Why I mean, Why is he, a, you know what I mean? It's like, we got a good show out of it. He didn't steal anything from me, you know? Yeah. I, I and and, and as, I a, as a comedian, dude, I, I, under, I understand that stealing jokes is just the worst, you know? Yeah. But... At the end of the day, if he stole jokes from a specific person and then had a talk behind closed doors with that person and squashed it all, that's good enough for me. Even the angle of him, remember how he said, Why after, does everybody that, special, have to be put after on- that special, I didn't say anymore. It's like, bro, you did a whole spe- a bit in a whole special. Yeah, but did you and- hear what he said? He did that in one of the recordings and then someone said, and he said, and they put it in there. <laughs> 
No, he said at the very end, the dude came up to him and said, hey, that sounds like a bad... He's like, I never did it again after that special. I thought he said that he told him not to put it in there, and they did anyways. He said, do whatever you want with it. Do whatever you want with I it. W- which is like, that's his positive spin on the fact that he was like, I won't do it again. You yeah. know, it's like, that You th- that story... There's so many stories like, okay, sounds good. Sure. It's understandable look, I, from and, your angle, but look, like, I bet you the whole story, it's like, God, man. I And I get that, right? Because you... If, if, if it was me, I'd say... But also, I don't know. I don't know. If someone was giving me a special, yeah, and I had a questionable joke in there, but it killed. I, look, I just understand. I understand it from the animalistic, selfish perspective okay. of a, of a human and then being. He's going to get the in, repercussions. In the way that he's I a, understand you know. someone seeing their significant other yeah. cheating on them and then murdering them. They oh. still go to jail for murdering them. Right, right. But I get it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. All right. And, and this is what I'm saying moving forward. Yeah. Carlos Mencia, if you're listening, which you're not. Uh, Come in the fucking van. I rewatched two of your specials after the Bobby Lee episode. Um, I didn't even go back and watch some of that. It's, it's water on the bridge to me. I can't speak, I can't speak for anyone else besides myself, yeah. but for me personally, dude... I I just you know what it was like hearing him on that podcast was like was like hearing an uncle that I hadn't heard from in a long time. It was like oh man, it was just like was like yeah what I I it was fourteen years ago. I don't I, I don't give a fuck, dude. For sure, it's just it's just the way he's gone about it where he's like again but everybody's it's the same as Chris too. Weber. Chris Weber is in the same situation with Michigan where it's like. People are ready for him to just be like, "Hey, was kind of crazy." Even just a, bl- it doesn't have to be just an acknowledgement. It's like, I mean, you could just acknowledge, like, "Hey, yeah, it was kind of rough there, and I'm really sorry." But I want you guys to, because there's like lights where you do really pull for him in the podcast, where he's like, "You remember we're sitting there on the radio, and like, I'll, I'll make that funny," and like, that's real talent right there. Yeah, totally. You know, it's like, so it's like, I don't doubt the fact that he's doing amazing things. It was just like, just be. I almost the wonder the complete version of it. Like, don't you I know. almost wonder because Carlos Mencia is not his real name, right? Yeah. I almost wonder if it was easier to justify doing all that because it was under a fake name. Do you know what I mean? Like, right? Like for him, you're saying for him, like easier for him. Like it's an act. I'm, I'm just I'm just going up there being a show. Yeah. You know? Right. In the way that, like, not all the jokes from Seinfeld were Seinfeld's jokes, but they have his name attached to them. Right, right, you know? right. And it, obviously it's totally different, but but I just I just wonder, you know, in the way that, like, in the way that, like, any musical artist will get songs written by other people and then put them out as their right. own. But it's it's contractual, right? Like, they, they do get money for it. That's mm-hmm. I mean, there's a whole industry of songwriters that are doing all that, right? Right. I, I just don't see... Honestly, like, the, I know for a fact that there are comedians, high-level comedians, that, that get jokes from other people. Yeah. In an ethical way. Right, 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 right. The, now, the thing with Mencia is is that it was not in an ethical way. Exactly. And I just feel like, dude, how long yeah. do we have to fucking... And if he's, dude, if, if he's if, making his own content now and he's doing his my thing... My whole thing is, like, just... He has every right to kind of... Would it make be a, a living, but I don't think he's ever gonna. You know, it's just like I mean, with Dalia, man, we're gonna see, and and uh, our boy Callan. It's like yeah. I don't think those guys should starve. Callan's at Zanies, yeah, um, next month. Dude, I might go up and watch him. We should go. Yeah, I'd like to actually. I, I mean, bro, 
I'm kind of down. It's just it's it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see. I just wonder where they my end whole up. thing is is I wonder if an apology will be good enough. You know, like and, well, their cases I think are very. I mean, they're obviously very different. Oh, Carol very, and Malia, different. yeah, it's different very from different. Mencia, um, of course. With Mencia, yeah, at this point, man, I think I just wonder if Mencia would be enough. You I, know? I don't. I think he's going to be where he's at. I think his personality from that from that podcast, his personality seems pretty set in stone and the fact that he's again he's not gonna be a complete asshole about and say fuck the world but he does have a version in his mind where you know it just isn't as bad as everybody sees and he wants to leave it at like i didn't make the mistake you're thinking i made it's like okay whether you did or not like here's what here's where i would go that man was about as big as anybody we've ever known in comedy at the time that he was big what is the what harm it wasn't it just wasn't it wasn't going to end your career to acknowledge a mistake if you are this true sort of artist that can you know bounce continue. back yeah it was just yeah. like it was just like ah i want because it was, yeah. was so big and so much talent and it was like to die on this hill that to die on this hill yeah that's the, to, that's the thing is, is it worth dying on this hill yeah yeah but you know yeah, no i agree that I, podcast had me in my feels i think um I just think uh, I just think that I wonder, you know, if if originally, right, if when all this came out originally, if he had just done this kind of blanket apology. Yeah. If by now he'd have been back to where he was. Like I bet he would have. Like like I have to think so, man. I would have to think so. Like I would imagine, you know Bobcat Goldthwaite? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He used to you know his old stand up was Yeah, the voices and wild. Yeah. yeah. And now he tours not doing that. Right. And he's just as popular as he was. Yeah, but and he said it's been a major process in that. Though. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And it would have been for Mencia too. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. But I just and still just Bobcat wonder. wasn't stealing. He was just like, he was no, like I'm done. All. I'm it's, done doing it that. Act. Is, it definitely is different. Yeah, it's, I'm just saying that. I wonder with the new like, like when I, I have a there's a, a kid that works at my pizza place who yeah. likes comedy. So like yeah. I, I put him on to all sorts of comedians that I think he'll like, and I showed him Carlos Mencia, but I gave the caveat of like this is some shit that he's been into, right. And I just wonder if I hadn't said that. Yeah. If he would just he would just he would just be a fan of his. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. You know, like I don't um, think there's any question he would because again, like the talent is undeniably there. Yeah. It's just this strange sort of like why if if the stories that you're saying are true and all these things are true, like I helped so many people like when many I was kids? riffing all these different things, then why not just say, fuck, I'm sorry y'all read it that way. Here's all the stuff that I have created. Right. It's just like, God, like if you if you really are all these things just that you do come on Yeah, just do it. You defend yourself so much here on Bobby Lee. It's it's gotta play the cards have to play themselves out right here, which he said at the beginning, he's like, one day I think everybody's gonna say the right thing. It's like, I don't know, man. I hope so. Yeah. I hope I hope you're you're playing it out there. You're putting it out there. Like I mean, you saw the comedy store uh, doc series on nah, Showtime. I didn't see it. They, I mean, they take, they don't. It's not a great look for them. Yeah, I bet not. It's not a great look. And it's you know, that's a great that's a great series. It's always going to be there, and it was very well done. That's what, it's just going to be one of those lifetime vaults that he's again looked at negatively and like that I am comic shit that he looks terrible in. There's a couple where it's like, bro, what were you? Yeah. 
He well, could have avoided all that if he would have just may, oh, done the right thing in the beginning. Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, I love how we get into comedy on this one, dude. It's tough. I, I love that. I love. Yeah, I just. It just feels like. I don't know, man. I just I had such a rush back of like all of the specials that I watched of him as a kid and like hearing him on that podcast and like being involved with like Bobby Lee who is arguably one of my favorite comedians. Getting go down as one of one of the best. He's going to be up there near the I end. I mean definitely in my mind he's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um and I just it was cool to see him back in that mix and then it was it was a bummer though that he wasn't just there as like like in the way that Joe Coy goes and is like a legend. But, like, doesn't have any of that stigma. So, like, Bobby talks to him like like he's above him, you know? And Carlos Mencia... Doesn't like that. No, Carlos Mencia, if it wasn't for all of his shit, Bobby would be talking to him like he does... Joe Coy, you know that's that's the thing. And it's I like, think he still has respect for him. I think that podcast definitely, were, but it's not the same. No. It's not like it's not like if Rogan went on there, Bobby Lee would like be groveling at his feet, right? Right. You know? And Carlos Mencia is one of those comedians that, had it not been for all that shit, would would sit in a place like that. It's so interesting to me to see like how the trajectory of different careers like just pans out like you see i mean it that's what kind of gave me honestly like uh an under, more understanding and more a uh, uh, bigger grasp of things is just seeing like how just say it infinite uh the infinite ways that this path turns into it's like some people like i was looking at um tosh.0 tosh daniel tosh yeah. like his uh first two specials it's like this dude was massive, totally, and does the show and like and just kind of there's just and and even Did he his, get in trouble? No, no, okay. but but right, but it's like his his stuff was wild. I mean, his first special, yeah. Oh my god, it's it's all of race six, all the shit hitting in the most insane off the wall ways. Sure, but it's so. Um, have you have you seen Eddie Murphy's Raw? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. It, it's like the thing is, but but again, his his it's just like I think there's um, it is about finding or Richard your Pryor. path, right? Yeah. Well, your path is just like what well, what you, you were meant to contribute. The times, you know. Well, you contribute what you have to contribute. You know, it's like mm-hmm. uh, th- those guy, like some of those guys contributed two comedy albums and it's like they're going to go down and forever as you know what they did in there and what they gave to comedy and then some dudes are going to be that richard you know the 20 year or the carlin where it's 15 albums you know or whatever it is it's like um it's just it's so 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 interesting how we can you know the different minds the different ideas well, and i think kind of what you're saying is is like um there are people that that stay in the com- clubs that's, well that stay in the the political or not the political the um the popular conversation oh yeah, yeah their yeah. whole life like a foxworthy no the exact opposite of foxworthy i would say i would say like david spade right david spade has had a long career and has shape shifted he did snl he did movies he's uh, now doing talk show type stuff there's a bunch other saying doing one thing no i'm talking about people that stay in 
that stay relevant their whole careers, right? Oh, just a general... They're like uh, um, David Letterman, right? He's one of those people that, that stayed as stayed in it, you know? Um, yeah. People who put out keep putting out stuff and change with the times and change what they do, you know? People like that, Yeah, those are the people... But then there are people like... Um, that are perfect for a certain period of time, right? Yeah. Like, like Nirvana, for example. Had Kurt Cobain not killed himself, I really, and I've said this before, I don't think he would still be famous. I think we would look at him kind of, it'd be like sad. Really? Honest, honestly. I mean, who knows if they would have changed with the times, but honestly, dude, I think it would have been sad. Or like... Um, Interesting. You know... Um, what are some other things? The musical Hamilton. You know, I fucking love Hamilton. But if Lin-Manuel ne- Miranda never put out another thing, and already he's already done other things. I mean, he was in Moana. He's, he's, he'll be fine. But but that one musical was huge. Yeah. Bigger than he'll ever be. Yeah. And it was that one time and place. It, like, um, there are people like, oh, like, um, I mean, think about yeah. athletes that come and play and then move on with their life you know like like that's the thing is like mm-hmm. like you said jeff foxworthy and i think he's more in that one point in time conversation you know the blue collar comedy tour at the time i mean and i've said this many times the blue collar comedy tour was i mean what got me into comedy yeah at a young age i mean single digits i was listening to them you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and but now i don't think that they would go out and still do the numbers that they were doing. I don't think, I don't think their type of comedy would hit. I mean, it, it would definitely have an, an audience, mm-hmm. but that southern group of kids, I don't that now have money and are going out and doing, you know, the forty year olds of now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if if they would necessarily go and see the blue collar comedy people. Yeah, I mean, I mean, think about the southern comedians who are popular now. I think if you were going to do. Um, I think if you were going to do a southern comedy tour of southern comedians, yeah. I would do Theo Vaughn. I would do Theo Vaughn. I would do Nate Bergazzi. Um, I think even Tom Segura would do really well in the South. No, nah, I'm just talking about straight southern comedians. I would do Theo Vaughn. I would do Nate Bergazzi. I would do... Um, uh, what's your name? Sure. The bird friend, uh, lesbian, blonde hair. Oh. Oh, Fortune Feimster? Yes. Yeah, Fortune. Mm-hmm. Nate Bergazzi, Theo Vaughn, Fortune Feimster. I was like, I know it's like You get all of them on, on a lineup together. Jesus. And you're doing 10,000 person shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think those guys, that's what, and that's what I'm saying. I think that those guys were perfect for that time. Like, like, like. We love. Well, my point was like, I, it, I think it's just interesting how comedy is this v- very different, circuitous. I mean, but dude, Bobby Lee's filming in Hawaii for twenty four. You know, twenty four, whatever that show is that he does. You know, that's he spends Magnum PI. Yeah, yeah. There you go. He spends half his time out there. So it's just like there's. Can you turn out all- my headphones? Yeah, and keep talking though. Yeah, um, it's just very interesting how. Um, he, uh, you know, just or just all the different routes. It's just like you can do, dude. You can just do so much with this. You could write if if it's in you, you write a comedy album, or if like you're saying, you open a fucking venue space and you're the head of a, the biggest venue space in the southeast. It's yeah, like, I mean, there's just so many ways you can I use watched, your skill set. 
literally last night I watched, and it really got me. It's right after that I I put all this stuff on paper about the venue and the, really the events, putting on these events. And it was I was watching an interview with Tyler, the creator. Yeah, that's a that's a mind right and there. And he was talking about rap was what got him famous, but. He doesn't want to be a rapper anymore. He doesn't want people to think. Yeah, this of, is the more the line that I think was of him. To. I think, and I, yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming to it now. Um, he was saying he makes clothing. He wants to make movies. He wants to do all this other stuff. He wants to start singing. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like, I think for me personally, but also for a lot of people, when you bring that same thing your whole career, it has to be so so completely unique or or you find you're you're a fucking you're a, a, a comedy cruise guy and and you fit that that audience right. for years and they want this you know it's like there is little niche you find your niche or you expand into like but i'm talking about i'm you, talking you know, about make a music album. i'm talking about fame yeah like i'm talking about like like there are a ton of cruise comics that not neither of us have ever heard of well that's, yeah that's not my point my, my point being is that if you're going to do different things like yes there has to be this expansive talent or if you are just somebody who likes telling the same one-liners every night and you love that you can find an, an uh, a venue or or a sure cruise line that's gonna be like hey you, you make 30 a year because it's not very like you're not drawing crowds you're right. essentially just holding an hour of you're, space well you're an employee for a cruise literally line. Literally, yeah. literally so it's like you know people aren't coming to the cruise for you but you're like oh my god i get to do it every night they pay my bill you know or um or like you're, like you're saying like tyler the creator is like dude well i think about i'm sitting there drawing new t-shirt lines i don't want to fucking do the same jokes every night like i, yeah. I, mean, I want to be at a fashion outlet that's tomorrow how in i France. feel kind of like I, i'm on the same line bro. like i f- with different interests but like different I, it's like, yeah I wanna, that's I feel that I totally, I totally. feel that man like I love doing stand up comedy, but I get just as much enjoyment from doing this podcast, from doing um, food stuff. When you've heard that term flow state, right? Uh huh. We're just like okay on, on the stage. Sometimes you feel the flow state. Sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm cooking, it's like oh my god, this is amazing. This is you know yeah. it's obviously yes, I'm not up on stage right now, but. I'm getting the same thing out of what I'm able to provide into literally the universe at that time. I, I can cook food and feel great about it. What's why would I repress that? Like I, I could, think if you, you know, can give that's your gift is if, doing that. If your high level of energy is gotten you successful in one field, there there's no reason that if you have the want to do something you can that apply you that can't elsewhere. apply that elsewhere. Totally. Like like True. we were saying when we had that conversation like a month ago about. You wanted to do more basketball style stuff, and that, sure. and I think that's kind of what we were saying is that the drive that. that you have to do open mics and go out to do shows every day, you can put that into anything else. Absolutely, you know. Yeah, well, the, that's- the, the idea of like having to be one thing is crazy. Yeah, you know, like, and that's where my head was at for sure. Like, oh man, I'm trying to think of like, um. Like Walmart, for example. You think about Walmart. Mm-hmm. Walmart doesn't sell top-of-the-line items. Yeah. But chances are, if you're looking for something, you can get it at Walmart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to be. You know? like, yeah. But, I mean, I am trying to do things at the best. I, I can do them. Yeah. But if I can bring in 
eyes on what I'm doing and have some sort of success doing other things, why not put your time into... You and- use that now. I've, the Walmart thing, I see what you're saying, where it's like you do want to be able to, you know, just provide multiple... Assets like you can get fruit and veggies. You can also get your eye drops. And like if someone said, "Hey, you furniture. can't you can't do comedy for the next year because you're going to be on this TV show," I would do it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, not like I don't want to do like a serious role, but but if I was going to do right. a comedy TV right. show, that's fine. I'll do this podcast and I'll do that. You're and- saying you could see again. You see the opportunity where it's like, okay, yes, maybe I don't again blindfold myself just taking on one role at this you know acting thing but i do see the opportunity for not just doing comedy and ignoring all acting roles right like i see an in-between path where yes i spend my time you know doing comedy most nights and then i'm able to take that during the day some places and use it elsewhere you know and just like like with the basketball stuff like you know just or anything like thinking about how like you said with the event space that you're going to start doing and, and the cooking and all this different stuff where it's like if my no, you know if it's cons- if it's consistently there, and then you know I'm I'm willing to use the ideas that come up as another tool in my toolkit. Like, you know, instead of saying like, "Oh, this event space is gar-, you know it'll never be anything," or "I'll never be able to do nothing." Like, okay, cool. Well, then nothing's going to happen. Or like you start just putting out simulcast of a, a game and your commentary on it, or, or sure. you know, or you start just posting pictures of your dishes every night and you're like, yo, this was badass, you know, what, whatever it is. It's like, it's just like, and just try and trying to do those things. Like, yeah. like I was thinking like when I have my perfect idea of what I would want these events to be, these, these pop-up events, these, you know, what, what we were talking about. When I think about that, obviously at the highest level, it would take a ton of money to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, but the the Obviously. fun part for me is the is being creative. Is well, no, is being creative and thinking. Okay, what this is what I want. Mm. How can I do that and it still be received at a high level, but do it in a cost effective way? Yeah. You know, like yeah. like I I know. You, we were watching this. Uh, me and Barb were watching um, this craft show. Yeah, with uh, the host is uh, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman. Okay, and they run a show called Make It. I think is what it's. Called. I think I saw a preview for that. It's pretty corny, but yeah. I loved it. You know, I'm a big cornball, but I it was God. It was so great. And the thing is, is that these people come on, and they with like five materials make like really fucking cool shit that yeah, like you would have in your house. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is finding people like that who yeah. are at the same level that I'm at, who are just trying to get their art out places. For sure. For sure. Or people who are just getting into like the cooking scene who want to have these cool events to attach their name to. Yeah. And building Pull this it all together. Building this collective of people that like cuz Tyler the creator was talking about before Odd Future was a thing. He was his goal was to have a magazine yeah. that had all the shit that he liked in it, whether it was ma- uh, whether it was music or skateboarding or a dog that he liked or you know just anything. Yeah. It would go into the magazine. Yeah, and that's how I feel about like these live events. Is like taking all of the things that I like, live events, use a uh, food kind of like the pageantry of like sets and stuff like that yeah. and putting on these like 
full-blown, nothing-is-not-thought-of events that wrap people up, you know? And you have to come to it, you know? Like, that's the thing is, like, like I, one of the things I put when I was when I was trying to, like, get out all my thoughts about it is that I feel like there are a lot of shows that I'll go to the venue and be like, eh, I can give this a half-assed kind of effort. It, I would want to have the type of thing, the type of event that people could could recognize. Not only is it a big enough crowd that it would be worth doing their best, but that the type of people... Like when the Hard Rock Cafe was in L.A., right? Rob Lowe talks about it. He would go there with like A-list celebrities and hang out and do shit, mm-hmm. you know? Um, there are clubs in Las Vegas where you go and it's just a list people and mm-hmm. people go there because same in Atlanta. Yeah. They'll pay, they'll pay 20 bucks for a drink to know that they spent the night in the same places. A superstar. Yeah. Pitbull. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. You know, or like, or not to keep talking about fucking Hamilton, but Hamilton honestly did change the way that I think about live events. Because it was the type of thing that you had to see in one place. You had to go there to yeah. see it and be a part of it. But when you went, potentially the president of the United States would be there. Or right. potentially, you know, any number of these famous celebrities. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to put on these high-level, like a Met Gala. You know the Met Gala? Yeah. Where they go and show off clothes that are fucking stupid that you would never wear i would never wear no one would ever wear but you go there and fucking pharrell's there jay-z and beyonce are there yeah. you know uh <laughs> fucking uh angela merkel's there for some reason you know i don't know i'm just saying business ideas what i'm saying is is the reason that the laughing skull was so successful. The reason that even the open mics had sold out crowds yeah. was because people knew that any night of the week, Kevin Hart could come through, Chris Tucker could come through, Mark Maron could come through, Bill Burr could come through, right. Tom Segura, any number of these people could come through. Right. You know, I mean, I've been at open mics there where all those people just stopped in and did a set, you know, when I think about putting on, and it's an 80, it's an 80 person room. It, it, it has nothing to do with the size of the space and it has everything to do with the level at which you're running things. Yeah. You know, people who perform at that level, they don't want to waste their time with B-less shit, mm-hmm. you know, like, they, they'll go to a comedy club that has 80 people in it. If they know the laughs are going to be good, they're going to be treated well, you know. Mm-hmm. They can have flexibility to come in and do as much time as they want. They're treated like they matter, you know. Um, it's, um, you know, Kevin Hart wanted to come in and run his hour. He was there for a month, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, come. Come do it, you know. For sure, for sure. Well, I don't know. All I'm saying is... uh, We're looking good here on episode fucking four. Four, dude. We're in four deep now. Four D. Four deep. And the thing is, is that really we're probably closer to like 15 or 20 deep. Yeah. 
with but, all the archived files and literally coming up on a year since we started recording almost in the van God. up at the house. You know what, though? Honestly, it's been a good ride. And we'll have a Patreon one Son day when we have enough listeners, and we'll put out some of those older episodes. But honestly, right. I think I'm glad that we waited till we had all this good equipment and that we we have now you and I can talk about anything and it will be enjoyable to people uh hopefully you know <laughs> right hey uh um if you but still just but just like like hang it out we figured it out and now we're doing it you know yes sir um yes and, sir and i feel that way about you know me and you know my other podcast no free shoutouts um <laughs> getting pretentious um but yeah, man. I think we're doing it, we're, baby. We're building it. And we're going. You we're know, building and we're going. You hear that, big and tall listeners? Oh, and I think we're gonna have an opportunity for um, some merch soon. Okay. Because um, the girl, Be looking. Be looking. Uh, Samantha Durbel, yeah, who uh, made our logo. Okay. Um, has just been freelancing a bunch of just like when she has time stuff for she's she's made um some new a new poster for filibusters Damn. that she just made on her own we didn't even ask her to do it she just did it yeah and then I told her that we were trying to put out merch and stuff or like every time we had a filibuster show we could put out a new poster you know and um, have like these like custom like dope fucking posters so anyways I things in the works I think she's gonna try to get some um. Stay tuned some in. Some merch for us and and some things like that. We'll, um, put, uh, we'll put links up. We'll yeah, we'll get a website or something. Um, that's mine. You're turning me. I'm off now. My mic is, I mean, my head. That headphones. is you, bro. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And God, that's, that's why I shouldn't have put you as one the whole time because I'm sitting here doing yours the entire podcast. Yeah. That's okay. God, you said it at one point, but fucking. My headphones were so low this whole time. I felt like I was yelling. So if I was loud. That's spot, why I kept. Oh, hey, I'm an idiot. That's okay. <laughs> We're figuring it out. Oh, uh, I was like, I'm not here. I'm getting no feedback from the dirt. <laughs> You're just sitting there like, uh, Marshall, can you hear anything? I bud? can't hear a damn thing. Anything. Well, well, anyways. You know why Connor yelled this whole podcast? He couldn't hear shit. Yeah. So uh, that's on me. All right, guys. Well, make sure that you uh, are following us on Instagram. Nobody's fault but mine. At Big and Tall Podcast, we're going to be putting out a cool promo video soon. So if you're listening to any of this, you probably have already seen the promo video. Um, And getting people in uh, and listening. And make sure that you... uh, you uh, re- rate and review us on iTunes, right? Rate and review. Tell your friends. We have a. Uh, I know for a fact that we have a listener, um, who was referred to this podcast by another listener. I know that for a fact. For a fact they, that this person has listened to every single episode. Who was referred to by another person who's listened to every single episode. Um, every episode so if you feel like you have a friend that could get something out of the gibberish that we talk about on this podcast a lot of gibberish here let them know you know a long trawl a long haul trucker you know someone who delivers pizza maybe our market maybe someone who does ups long haul truckers yeah dude i mean who do you think is listening to podcasts not busy people piss cans by the side of them this is gonna be a good ride maybe someone who does art is trying to do a painting and they want to listen to a podcast put us on put us on yeah (sighs) all right Anything else? Um, it's, been, it's been a year since Kobe died. 
I'll say that. R.I.P. Before we go, well, I just love wanted, you, Bean Man. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, exactly what you just said. I just wanted to say, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Kobe Bryant, the game that he scored, uh, the game that he scored uh, eighty points, eighty-one. Yeah. Yeah. What year was it? Uh, it was a couple years ago. Yeah, it was a couple years ago. I would say it was two thousand. I don't know, seven or eight. I think. I I had no, Lakers. Uh, I tu- I I kissed and touched my first boob on that night. Wow! And I after I was leaving, yeah, I jumped in the air and did like a fist pound and said Kobe, and then I rolled my ankle and I was in a boot for the next three weeks. So Kobe, Kobe, that's what we'll say. That might be the title title of this episode. All right, guys, be good. Love you.